0: reg
1: when the air raids rolling every coug gonna shine against the eggies barely even gotta try Gordon's <laughs> slinging it is running wild heard them, heard them say the kooks would dip bitch they lied
0: <laughs> they definitely lied did did you
1: have you do you know that song
0: i don't okay well <laughs> you are don't.
1: you you are in company with my dad okay uh, good so, well that's i mean so I'm uh in great company uh, this this is uh this is i get this was inspiration this is a uh um a song by lizzo called juice
0: lizzo wait i haven't even heard of lizzo
1: lizzo's uh she this song in particular is really funky um kind of pop like it, she does that kind of this I don't know. It's pretty interesting stuff. But we were listening to it Cal Sherb was playing music that was made after like 2004 at, at the post game tailgate. So what? Was um. So he's playing. He's playing this Lizzo song, and my dad had no idea what it was, <laughs> and, and, and or who like any of it. Like he had never heard of it before. Your dad's all just stuff. like, what the fuck is this? And, and, and Sherb was like, your, your daughter probably loves this. <laughs> we called Steph, and she's like, yeah, I know who Lizzo is, and blah blah blah. So. Uh, but yeah, so that that uh, that was an, an <laughs> homage to uh, Drunk Kyle Sherwood uh, on Saturday night, a very drunk and happy I might say. Yeah, it was a, it was a happy, fun time. Um, yeah. and it was still about seventy five degrees after the game when we were sitting oh. in the tailgate. Oh, uh, so, but yeah, man. Um, well, this is podcast versus everyone. A I am happy. A happy ha- a podcast happy podcast versus, versus everyone. everyone. Um, one out of twelve down. Um, I am Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser. How you doing, Jeff? Shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you've, you've, you've amped up the, you've amped up the pep for the actual recording. So
0: I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, like, like as a teacher, uh, you know, you get a lot of practice of, of sort of bringing it on days when you're really not feeling good. Uh, I caught some sort of flu bug, man. I started, I started feeling it Friday morning and I thought it was because I went, I went Thursday night out with some teacher friends. We... Had our fantasy football draft, played some poker, I drank some beer, you know, it was a good night, uh, and then woke up Friday morning, didn't feel real great, but, but as I've mentioned before on the podcast also, I typically eat pretty low carb, well, I ate like half a little Caesar's pizza while I was drinking all that beer, so I, so I kind of thought, oh, I just ate too much pizza and my body's pissed at me, well, as it turns out, I have the damn flu, so I uh, I when we get to the beer section, I will not be having a beer. I've got my trusty water by my side but uh, but I'm gonna try to try to make it so that we can bring you this podcast uh, on Monday morning. That's our goal is to bring it every Monday morning for you guys so that uh, you've got kind of the instant reaction on your way to work on Monday. Uh so we will record on Sundays and damn it not even the flu can keep me from uh from recording this podcast with you Craig.
1: Not even the flu. Yeah, so go ahead like if you're not subscribed, if you're listening to this on Cook Center or whatever, hit subscribe, um rate us 5 stars so other people can can find us uh you're also getting on wednesday the kook center hour with michael preston and on friday a a short preview podcast each week uh from uh, jeff and i a podcast versus everyone preview episode of the upcoming game um and uh it was it was pretty fun i don't know we did the preview on friday and i and i dug so deep into the new mexico state um uh roster that it was kind of fun to hear all the names called, you know, when you've done all that research. Yeah. Uh well, and then you know, I, see, that. I know that guy. It, yeah, exactly. I've heard of that guy. <laughs> that guy's kinda doing what I thought he would be doing. Um but yeah, so um but yeah as as far as beer goes, obviously you're not drinking a beer. No. Um I am drinking a beer. Uh I spent uh the day driving through Yakimov to drop my dad off and then back to Tacoma. Uh, so, um, after about six plus hours of driving, I, I was pretty ready for a beer. Um, uh, and then after, you know, getting about four hours sleep because I was in Pullman. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, obviously I went through Yakima on the way there as well. Um, as I typically like to do, um, stay in Yakima the night before, cut, you know, maybe an hour and a half off the drive on the, on the day, the next day. And, uh, so I actually went to, uh, a brewery there called single hill brewing um they have a really cool spot in uh downtown um, right behind where the mall used to be where there's a a right behind the old mall parking garage um they now have some condos and and uh and uh like a a hilton garden in there and stuff Um, but yeah they have a really cool location families can go there they have a taco truck like resident choco truck there. Um, and they make really good beer. And, um, one of the reasons I want to highlight them in particularly is cause, um, uh, a friend of mine who is, uh, I've known since high school, but he also went to WSU at the same time I did. Um, um, Ty, he, uh, He's one of the founders, uh, co-founders of the brewery and also kind of does a lot of their marketing. Um, He's a very talented marketer. They have their branding is super on point. It's very beautiful. Um... Uh, it's really cool, uh, and they do are just a really good job. If you follow them on social, kind of promoting themselves, and um, they're they're starting to get some notoriety on the west side, which is really cool. I'm seeing their tap handles pop up, and I'm seeing them every time someone is going to Yakima. My beer groups, people are recommending Single Hill, so um, it's obviously you know partially a, a coog business, a, a cook business, and so um, it, it, um, I definitely recommend supporting them. I, I, I know I, obviously I have a personal connection, but I, I think. Uh, per- personally, a lot of their beer is really good. Some of the best beer you'll find in Yakima and probably some of the best beer you'll find in the state. Um, and what I'm drinking from them is Citizen Grain. Um, it is a dry-hopped pilsner Um it is super cold and it is delicious right now because it is about 85 degrees in my office. Um, I <laughs> close the windows cause the neighbor is working in his yard and it's loud. And so I, and, and plus I, I, get kind of neurotic about him being able to hear me in the backyard. You know, I live in a city, the backyard is just right over there. Right. Um, his backyard, uh, our, our property runs right up next to each other, of course. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So this, uh, a really nice Pilsner, um, The dry hopping gives it great aroma. It's just really crisp. It's really clean. Um, It's got a nice body to it. Um, Really nicely, nice to drink. Um, they do a lot of like Pilsner and, and light styles to go along with, you know, they do the hazies and they do, they have like a raspberry sour that's very popular. Um, but man, I, I love that they're doing Pilsners. A lot of breweries kind of shy away from that cause they're harder, but, and they, they do them and, and, and they crush them. And, and like I said, they do, uh, they, they've, they've made a cool place, um, to hang out in, in downtown Yakima. Um, and they've, uh, so it's definitely a place to visit and, uh, um, and I'm, you know, it's cool. My friend, he, you know, a lot of us leave Yakima, but he wanted to stay there and he wanted to make Yakima better. And he, he's definitely done that with his brewery. So highly recommend Single Hill. Um, You know, if you see him on tap at your local place, so go go ahead and give him a try. Most like everything I've had from them has been solid and their Koog business. So go koogs there.
0: Go Cougs, always a good idea.
1: Yeah. And and speaking of go Cougs, <laughs> fifty eight to seven six consecutive touchdowns to start on offense to start the game uh man that was that was that was the the fun opener at home that i've just been waiting for for years
0: yeah man, we like, haven't had many of those
1: yeah right. it's it's usually been either losses of course or just <laughs> right. grinding kind of difficult to watch games but man right. just from the get-go first possession um we can point out that uh, Roderick Fisher, the local kid, yeah. got the got the start, How about and that? very first possession torches his his defender like he has done all fall camp and all spring ball and uh man easy touchdown probably made gordon's first touchdown pass about as easy as can be that was pretty awesome
0: yeah he even underthrew it just a tiny bit i mean not to like you know pick nits or anything like that but you know he could just kind of threw it to the open space and yeah i feel sure to run under it
1: yeah people around me were going what a throw and i'm like that's like the easiest yeah, you know, yeah. bomb like he, he had a huge window with which like, to hit that ball
0: three steps past the corner with no safety in the middle of the field. Like all he had to do was get it around the goal line in that giant open space. I mean, again, we, we're going to spend, you know, however much of the next hour, uh, worshiping Anthony Gordon. So, I mean, not to like, you know, totally pick nits, but it's like, yeah, like that's, that that says more about Fisher that he was sort of so wide open that, that Gordon could just sort of throw it out into some space and Fisher had plenty of time to, slow down and run under it and, you know, almost sort of catch it down by his waist and then walk into the end zone. So And that's how
1: cool. and that's how it started. And then we had uh uh then New Mexico State uh came right back with a with a, a touchdown. We figured they'd get one somewhere, one or two somewhere. Um it was kind of a weird uh touchdown where it looked like uh the runner was down before fumbling, but Uh, he was down. Yeah. And, 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 uh, (laughs) like it wasn't even close. I
0: like, I have no idea what, how, like I, everybody knows about my, uh, staunch anti-replay stance, but I'm just like, yo, if we have replay, like that's sort of an obvious one, but you know, whatever.
1: But you know, then, then when they come back, another big touchdown to Desmond Patman where he just absolutely obliterated a, a safety, who was guard like I don't know, the it looked like the safety was coming down to cover him, and he just made one move and that was all he needed. You know, he 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 got hit in stride from Gordon and uh at that point again, Gordon hadn't missed a pass. You come back, it's fourteen seven. And what the one of the most I, I think set the tone for the rest of the game, really honestly, is um uh w, WSU or New Mexico State faced uh a fourth and one near midfield. It wasn't even one. It was like fourth and a half, and uh, they. Were, I think they were on probably the forty-five or so, and they elected to punt. Um, which to me was like that's a white flag. Like, you, right? You have given up. Like, yeah, which
0: was <laughs> sort of bizarre.
1: Yeah. Like, well, they, I know that this, you. You got to think like your defense is not stopping them and the Cougs literally had one one real possession outside of the kneel down where they didn't score right so it so and we kind of all thought that was kind of, especially after the first two possessions you're like okay there's yeah. not going to be a slow start on offense this year it's we're we're fine the the, the dude who has a billion reps he's he's right. all right you know, he, and he's not going to overthink it. He's just throwing to the open guy. Yeah. Um, which he did. You know, obviously, he hit it, I believe, his first 16 passes. 15,
0: yeah. 15, 15 passes. 15 for his first 15 until.
1: And then. <sighs> Brandon Arcanado. Brandon Arcanado. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, it was touchdown, 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 touchdown. Um, it was 35 7 at halftime. Came out maybe four 4 2 7 right after half. Yeah. Uh, and then you know some field goals. How disappointing was that? Yeah. Um, field goals, uh,
0: field goal kickers need reps too, Craig. But
1: I, I will say, Maza had a great game. Man, nailed all of his field goals. He did seven extra points. Hit a fifty yarder. Yeah. Um. Yeah that that makes that makes feel good. Obviously the weather was about as perfect as can be for kicking. But you know it's it's great that he. He, you know, it makes you feel good that he, uh, it's not that he just made it like the kicks looked really good. Right. Um, so uh, like they were d- dead center, perfect end over end kicks. The 50 yarder had plenty. And so it, you know, it, it, it that was really encouraging. So I guess, I guess it's okay that we had <laughs> some drive stall. Um, yeah, you know, so yeah. Anthony Gordon, man. Anthony Gordon. Let's talk, let's talk about Anthony Gordon. <laughs> so we've Should already we? talked about him a little bit, but fifteen of fifteen to start. He was twenty-two of twenty-three at halftime. Yeah. With the only incompletion being a, a drop by Arcanado. Right. Um he obviously felt some comfort with Arc I mean, it, it looks like that that uh he felt some comfort with him and I mean, but honestly that, that position usually gets a lot of targets anyway. Yep. And and so uh him and, and Woods even Woods had four catches out of there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what, just obviously he performed exceptionally, but what was it about it that made it so good?
0: Well, when we talked on Friday, we, we sort of talked about what we were looking for, right? We were, you know, we figured they were going to pile up yards pretty much no matter what. That, you know, it it, it probably wasn't going to matter. I mean, it wasn't going to matter too much how the quarterback played in the sense that New Mexico State's defense was probably bad enough that um, they were going to score. So, you know, we said was it, it's going to be a little bit about aesthetics, right? It's like, how does it look? You know, how does it feel? Um, watching Gordon throw the ball, number one, he throws a gorgeous ball. Like that's not that, that is absolutely not, um, that has not been oversold. Uh, he really does. In fact, I think the most impressive throw he made was a dump off to Borgie with a guy in his face. And he kind of sidearm slung it to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a, spiral dart like like it was funny you know he kind of he kind of adjusted his arm angle to throw it around the uh, around the rusher and normally those have a tendency to kind of you know flutter a little bit whatever like it was a that one was a dart so yeah it was you know he just exhibited exceptional command like you said uh you know the billion reps uh, he just looked like he knew exactly where he wanted to go with the ball every single time, uh, knew exactly who was going to be open, knew exactly where the grass was going to be. Um, you know, the the big thing was that, you know, they they piled up those yards uh, on explosive plays. It wasn't, you know, 10, 12 marches, da- 10, 12 play marches down the field. It right. was, you know, big bomb to Fisher. It was a little, you know, slant and go to, uh, Um, you know, to Patman, it was a little bit of a a busted coverage there to Travell Harris, but then Harris makes one guy miss and goes. and, And that's kind of the thing, right? It's, um, you know, getting the guys with the ball in the spaces where they can do damage, and Gordon really did that repeatedly. Right. And so, um, beyond the fact that he was, you know, twenty-two of twenty-three, which of course is is awesome, um, and all those things. I mean, he was twenty-two of twenty-three for three hundred and thirty yards. Like, like that's like uh, <laughs> to go over three hundred yards on just a shade over twenty attempts is uh, that's some good efficiency right there. Absolutely. Um, and, and this was the uh, overall. Even taking into account the fourth quarter which was you know a little bit uh you know a little bit of a mess because of all the backups um this was the number one yards per play performance in the mike leach era at wsu um even more than that cal game um where connor halliday threw for 700 and whatever yards 740 yards so uh yeah i mean honestly it was anything you could ever want and i'm kind i'm bummed out that he you know hurt his finger um, you know, just in the fact that you know you put a piece of tape on your finger, your throwing hand, and, and it's just not going to come off the yeah. same. And um, yeah, I think we it's saw clearly... him,
1: we saw him on one of the field goal drives. He, uh, I think it was Renard Bell, or no, maybe it was Harris. It was either Bell or Harris was wide open.
0: Yeah, he missed him it for was a Bell. TD. Yep, and he's a, wide know, I... open, and he overthrew him by five yards. Yeah, and, yeah. So, which was a throw he would not have missed earlier in the game, or at least based off everything we had seen, he would not have missed that throw. So, um, yeah, super awesome, extremely impressed, very happy for him. Uh, you know, given everything, all the waiting he's done, um, just very, very, very cool. And, uh, you know, definitely a reason to get excited going forward.
1: Uh, yeah. And the rest of the offense, Borgie looked as good as we, we would hope, you know, yeah, he had, yep. he only, he only needed, you know, uh, a few t- like 12 touches, roughly, like to to have a huge impact. Uh, um, they even ran on third and eight once and he picked it up with ease. So, yep. um, he, uh, yeah, so it's you know, uh, it's it's exciting that he seems, uh, as good as we thought. And, yeah. uh, um, I will say we have to when we talk about the running backs, uh, Clay <laughs> Go Mark off, uh, not only got three carries he got five carries yeah and of course i was giving you yeah i was giving you uh i was giving you some shit during the game on yeah. slack just with a little that's one that's two that's i two, know i'm sitting
0: there like craig i'm watching the game i know i know i <laughs> can see that he's carrying the ball no i mean have we talked about this on the podcast this bet about markov did we talk about uh, we have this? talked about okay. it okay all yeah. right so yeah so th- the over under was three and a half for the season uh, which, of course, he <laughs> exceeded on he Saturday. He exceeded in the, in the, in the first game. Yeah. Um, just as a quick side note, very cool. I'm happy I lost the bet, uh, mostly just because that, that's super awesome for Markov. And, you know, obviously, if you're not winning by 50 points, you know, he's probably not getting five carries. Um, now, do I want him to be getting five carries every game? He still only had seven yards. So, you know, his long run was five. Uh, you know, on a day when Max Borgie averaged 13 yards per carry, Clay Markoff averaged 1.4. So, you know, a little bit of a, of a concern there in the sense that, you know, if, if Dion McIntosh with his one carry has not passed Markoff, um, that's maybe a little concerning, but I don't know if we're going to talk about that today or another day, but um, good for Markoff that he did get those five carries. It's super cool. Um, one other sort of interesting thing is, as we're talking about the running backs, I mean, I, I haven't gone through all the you know the box scores or anything and i'm and i'm not going to but i have to imagine uh this game in which the running backs were targeted twice has to be a low for any game in the mike leach era like it has to be um max Borgie got two targets and that was it yep. for for passing plays uh so to to see that um you know to see where and i think that's where you know a lot of the explosiveness came from was Uh, you know, everything was in the hands of the receivers and not that Borgie can't be explosive on, on receptions. We know that he can, but um, you know, when you're constantly pushing the ball down the field uh, rather than swinging it to the side um, yeah, you're going to get those bigger plays. So yeah, I mean, out of 49 pass attempts, only two went to, went to running backs. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, um, it will be interesting to see if that continues. Uh, I, 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 I think, uh, for the first several games, uh, our, I mean, every game our receiving core is going to, um, every game with the except, like, the only games where I can see them being, you know, having tougher matchups, especially is like Cal and UW. But mm-hmm. um, this may be a trend that we keep seeing just because the receivers are so damn good. And Gordon obviously um, has the command of the offense to find that because a lot of the plays are quick. He was yep. it, like they were not taking a long time to develop. Yep. He got sacked once. Uh, we figured he they would get to him. They were blitzing a lot. Like yep. they they were As sending we pressure. figured they would. As yeah, we they were they're would. blitzing and stunting and, and like they were there was, they were doing a lot of things. Like you saw you saw a lot. You saw a guy creeping up. Um, they did some nice like disguised uh cover like. they? they I I I actually think like, um, you know they're they're. Their defense is a little interesting, but obviously it leaves a lot of gaps, and they uh, and Gordon was very good at exploiting them. Um, sometimes even to the point of the the Pac-12 network not being ready for a play. Um, but uh, <laughs> but
0: I know we unfortunately you know they had to interrupt the nice story about Roderick Fisher with a touchdown
1: yeah it's funny i wasn't even i i i was like turning talking to my dad and then i look up and i see harris catch the ball break a tackle and he's gone i'm like wait what we just got the ball yeah that's that's
0: exactly what it was watching it on tv it was like wait a second is this is this this live or is this a replay and i'm like that well that's not a replay i don't remember that happening and then it was like and then you know she just carries on with the story and i'm like you know, it's like, come on. Anyway, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll complain more about the Pac-12 broadcast here before okay. the end of the podcast. But yeah. Okay,
1: so um, Patman. I mean, just to wrap up the offense here, Patman looks awesome. Yeah. Um, Cassidy Woods is enormous. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, Probably, he is. N- probably like he didn't look super explosive, but he was huge, and he made some nice catches with that big ass body. Um, uh, Harris and Bell. Look like they're gonna cause people a lot of trouble. Yep. Arcanado um, looked great, and and oh my god, like Aesop Winston, <laughs> like yep. and then and then you have Roderick Fisher starting over Calvin Jackson and Tay yeah. Martin. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, Calvin Jackson didn't have a catch.
1: Yeah, and he actually like I I he he got most of his snaps I think in the like when Tinsley was in there. Yeah. Um, and we talk about that where, uh it's pretty wild. Three different quarterbacks played. Uh Gabrud threw a touchdown pass and uh Tinsley actually looked solidly the number three. Yeah, um, he definitely did. Not to drill into him too much, but he did not he did not look very good. Yeah. Um but uh but what did you think of Gabrud? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I think Gordon was deb- and Gabrude even was in there with the starting offensive line and a lot, a lot, of starting receiver. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter who the receivers are, but, no. but, uh, but, but, but he, he, they had him in there with the starting offensive line. So, but he didn't, he didn't look as in command as Gordon did for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, I think that that difference was noticeable. Uh, You know, and he looked fine, by the way. Like he, yeah, yeah. If 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 it was
1: Gerbrud, I (laughs) I, I think we'd be pretty okay. Like he
0: was, he was nine of eleven for seventy six yards, which works out to just about seven point seven, or sorry, seven yards per attempt, which is great. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's not what uh, what Gordon did, obviously, but you know, you take seven yards per attempt most any day in this offense. So, um, yeah, he looked he looked fine. Uh, I'm glad he was able to get, uh, some of those reps. You know, he played, I think, I don't know, about three and a half drives, something like that. I think he, that was weird how he came in mid drive. Cause I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening. You
1: know, I, I think they wanted to get Gordon, a, a little, I think Leach was getting Gordon a nice little ovation, Maybe I, I think he was playing, maybe that's or maybe what was. this, what, like, was I,
0: there I, one? Cause you couldn't tell on TV. Was yeah, there, there was, one there definitely was. Okay.
1: definitely was, definitely was. That would explain. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because on um, TV, it was just like, oh, 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 wait a second, what just happened? You know, yeah, it
1: it looked it looked deliberate. Um, but yeah, that was pretty that good. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, and they probably I, I'm I'm thinking Leech maybe wanted to put make make sure Gabrood was in like a kind of like positive situation there yeah. to start. Out. Of course, then Gabrood immediately. <laughs> like snap goes awry, right, right. starts his WSU career with like 14 rushing yards. Play, right. you know, On a snap
0: like, that was uh, nowhere near him. Nowhere near him. It's that like, hey, amazing.
1: What, he's only, he's only like two inches shorter than Gordon. Well, uh, and it was funny <laughs> too, because
0: like Maligo is looking at him like, what? And you can see Gabrud pointing like, dude, the snap was over there. Like, and he just keeps pointing off to his right. Like. No, like it was over there. Like yeah, you, you could snapped tell that it over there. You
1: know, you could tell that from row thirty where I was. Like yeah. it's like that's nowhere near him because you saw him reach funny. his hand over, like completely, and the yeah. the ball is still. There's plenty yeah. of space. Yeah. Um. But it yeah. That's. Great. But yeah. Then at the very next play, uh, they pick up the first down. So yeah. Um, and he uh,
0: he looked fine. You know, he looked good. Yeah. And uh, you know, like if if he had had a game full of that. As this, let's just say, in a world where Anthony Gordon is not the starter and Gage Kabrud is, if he had had a game full of that, we'd be like, okay, you know, I mean, it's it kind of looked honestly a lot like what um, you know Gardner Minshew looked like at the beginning of last year, right? You know, where uh, you know the the throws are maybe they're not slow, but they're maybe a, just a tick slower than what you'd want. Um, you know, a little bit of scrambling to buy some time when he's not seeing it, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, we would look at that and go, okay, you know, uh, that's a good place to start. So, uh, you know, I feel comfortable about that. And if, if anything ever did happen to Gordon, I think we all feel like, yeah, we got a, we got a pretty good backup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, now, how about the defense? What, uh, what's kind of overall impression of the defense?
0: Eh, you know, <laughs> they didn't look good. Uh, In general, I I, I think they obviously played a lot better in the second half, uh, figured some things out. Um, You know, it's funny when we're talking about New Mexico State and how they were punting on that on that fairly early drive it felt sort of weird because they came out with such a good tempo right like they were uh they decided they were going to play fast which underdogs you know typically don't do and i, I assume that's part of their identity um you know I think well, yeah it's funny actually that, that you Friday. know
1: they were trying to do the third down jaws chomp and they could they had to keep cu- cutting it off because new mexico state was playing so fast
0: <laughs> yeah and so um, you know, but they were, you know, they were picking up positive yardage, you know, repeatedly, uh, you know, our, our, our defensive line, which, which is ostensibly the, uh, the strength of the defense, uh, was getting shoved around, was over pursuing, was, was sort of all over the place. They, they looked oh, yeah. very, uh, I, I don't want to say leaderless. That's probably unfair and too strong, but it kind of looked a little like that. Just like everybody was out there kind of doing their own thing, trying to be the hero and um, they were kind of getting themselves out of position a whole bunch. Yeah, there
1: was so. there was a couple times that um, Jason Huntley, in particular, the running back from New Mexico State, there was multiple times where it looked like he was gone, and it took like a diving, yep, last ditch effort, yep. tripping by the shoelaces tackle to to prevent it. So, yeah. but we um, did
0: allow only 130 yards in the second half. Yeah, you and, know, which is only,
1: fine, and five yards of pass. Uh, you know, so it's it will it wasn't. Like it wasn't in, in, bad. Into, it wasn't bad. I mean, New Mexico State's offense could end up being better than we think. Who knows? It's possible. I mean, I think the scheme was. Get, you, you we were getting air-raided, for sure. Yep. Um. You saw some just they, they they had some they did a really good job in combating the pressure, especially early with yep. a lot of quick play. like quick routes, play designs. Yeah. You know, kind of some clear out routes, um, and dumping it off to to a guy throwing it out. Like they they. They had a good initial game plan um, that I think once WSU kind of counteracted it. They they weren't able to um, move as well as they did initially. Then they started playing a little slower, and uh, and and well, that probably prevented them from giving up more points. So that was <laughs> yeah, well, when but you
0: when you start holding them to zero yard plays, you know, you start getting some of those incompletions, and they uh, started getting some pressure started getting behind the chains. It was concerning that we had to blitz as much as we did to yeah. get that pressure. I think that's the part where I'm like, uh, you know. Uh, yeah,
1: the defensive line in particular, like there wasn't as much dominance on the defensive line. That was one of the yeah. things that we talked about in the preview podcast on Friday was that we'd like to see the defensive line dominate. Uh, and honestly, particularly um, when Lamont McDougal came in, uh, especially late – um he wasn't really like I was watching him specifically, and he wasn't getting much push. Like no. and and so you can kind of see why he is not starting.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny that's become like our our fan base's uh, sort of obsession, right? Like what's going on with McDougal? Yeah, right. Um, just because of his reputation preceding him, but. Um, but then it's 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 yeah, nice. He didn't to go play to a, until he didn't play until late. I mean, he yeah he did not play. He was not in the regular rotation.
1: It's, it's very obvious when he comes in. He's this giant dude wearing number nine, and he's like not it's, very tall. Yeah, he's not <laughs> very tall. Yeah, but yeah. So it was yeah it it uh it, it, that was interesting. So but then you kind of like okay, like uh he's he's coming in late and he's still not getting it done. So. If, if if you're wondering why, like yeah. the, that's, that's the games typically answer a lot of the questions that you're having and in, yep. in spring camp. Yep. Um. Obviously, one of the big questions I don't think is fully answered yet is the secondary. Um. I don't think there was anything in particular that impressed me about what they did. Yeah. Um
0: Isom it, looked good. He was flying around. Yeah. Isom. I he, Isom. I think he had Isom in on a lot of. On a lot Isom
1: looks good. I wish he was playing at corner. Yeah. And not at safety. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I it mean, would be great if we had Jalen and then Isom at the yeah, corner.
0: Yeah. I, um, I think that uh They, they had
1: it, Marsh was still in late in the game, so I yeah. think they were trying to get him as many reps as
0: I think so possible. I didn't what, see anything out of the corners that terrifies me. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, well, there was no but, there wasn't any like, you know I think there was maybe one like missed deep throw that could have been something, but it the other like there wasn't you didn't see them get burned. Right. Um, I didn't see them get bullied much or anything, because there there's a couple big guy, big wide receivers. Um, on New Mexico State, they didn't really do much. Um, they, yeah, there it was. There was a lot of it was a lot of short, quick passes. They were that was kind of that was kind of what was happening, and sometimes it was it was just a product of you know the fact that the guys were covered. So that was good to see. Um, yeah, there was nothing like too alarming there weren't a lot of like plays made uh strong uh got that opportunity on that pick if if that's a pick or not who knows um but uh off of the uh the pressure um i think uh they were credited for three sacks i think two of those were the intentional grounding calls i think you get credit with a sack on intentional grounding calls um and then uh one other regular sack but yeah, so you know three sacks is looks fine but um how much they throw the ball, you would kind of hope for a little more pressure on the quarterback. But like I said, they were doing a lot of quick throws and, and a lot of s- schemey type things. Um, but yeah, there wasn't you. Here's the thing. You, you don't feel like great about, I mean, they, obviously they give seven points, whatever. Um, but you, you don't feel great about it. Cause that's kind of like, you shouldn't let this team score. Right. You know, but, but at the same time, it's, it's the first game and, and they're, especially on the back end and some a little bit especially at the nose tackles but you know there's yeah. there's new guys playing in positions um new starters at linebacker all this stuff um we've seen the defense just much like the offense we've seen the defense slow, start slow yeah. against lesser p- opponents and we get scared and then they just start you know beating the crap out of like better teams so you know what, that's why we that's why we play the schedule like we play the schedule. Yeah. Um we're we're giving these guys time to to get in position. I, I, I think there's a lot of room for I, I think that they will improve, um, given that they, the inexperience in a lot of the positions. Um they they got plenty of reps, uh, because New Mexico State was playing fast, and you know, they got reps against uh, I mean you would have hoped they would have been a little bit better against some of the air raid scheming because they see that every every day yes you would think but uh but whatever it's it it wasn't alarming it wasn't impressive but it wasn't alarming so sure i I, i'm we're not going to learn anything next week um but we'll see it in two weeks um against houston so so still tbd on the defense but honestly it's only a 12 game season so it's everything's pretty much tbd all the time so football
0: yeah. How we uh how we feeling about jihad woods maybe being out a while.
1: That not good. Not um, good. Uh he uh he did look like he put on quite a bit of weight, probably muscle yeah. or and um, fast
0: as ever too. He but was uh yeah, rallying but, and sticking people in front of him. He played really, really well.
1: Yeah. It would. it's it's always frustrating when the game is, you know, out of hand mm-hmm. and, and one of your top players goes down. Yep. Um obviously we won't know how long and we'll never know. yeah Um, we'll get an observation of you know if his arms in a sling or what or you know whatever um yeah but who knows you know he went down that was you kind of realized it was pretty serious he went to the locker room right away yeah
0: it was it was immediate after he reached out to make that play uh he was on the ground and and he was uh he was in a lot of pain so you know, I, I, at the time, I was, when it first happened, I th- I was kind of hoping it was maybe just a stinger or something, uh, you know, it's kind of thinking, all right, well, you know, maybe you got a shoulder stinger, but then, you know, when you saw the replay, it was like, yeah, that's not really a shoulder stinger kind of play. And then, you know, I thought maybe it was like torn bicep, torn pec, something like that, because he kind of stretched it back with his arm, trying to make a, like kind of a one-arm tackle. Um, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like the idea. I'm curious what direction they go, uh, with trying to replace him. I I'm not, I I'm not sure who's do we like, who's the, who's his backup right now? Do we know? Like, I, I don't remember from looking at the, yeah, at the... it's not,
1: it's not something I committed to memory, but I'll, uh, uh yeah, I'm trying to find it right here. now. Is
0: it, is it Pladsen Hank Pladsen? Is he the backup? I can't remember
1: uh, that. That could very well be. It seemed like that.
0: That's Hank Pladsen who got an interception. But
1: yeah, way. that was a pretty, that was a pretty funny looking. But like yeah. it was, but it was, it was a hell of a, like it was an athletic play. Yeah, it was very um, cool for him. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, um good. that's what's fun in some of the some of these games when uh, you know, got, we're just blowing doors off of someone and and you get to see some guys have some moments and um, that was nice to see. Um, so we just need to go back okay. to, I'm looking here. If I, okay, I found cool.
0: the, I found the game notes. I know we're like stalling here, this oh, no, but, but this yeah, is great so, podcasting. Let so, me tell you. uh,
1: so yeah, overall, uh, I think that, you know, the game was, uh, I mean, on offense, it, I I, I I wanted drop seventy for sure, and there there was definitely the opportunity for it. Yeah. Um. But I think you know, especially when you saw Tinsley come in in the fourth and stuff, like it it kind of the offense yeah. really sputtered and and even with Gerbrud a little bit, yep. and obviously after Gordon hurt his finger, you know, got a cut or whatever it was on his finger. Um. Yeah. That's uh, that. So it, that kind of I we're begging for a drop seventy. Um. Honestly. Uh. Northern Colorado. It gave up 35 to San Jose State yep. uh, on Thursday. Um, San Jose State is awful. Yep. Um, there's a very <laughs> real possibility of drop say And we'll talk about that more on Friday, yeah. but like there's a very real possibility. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So overall. back to Woods. So I, I did yeah.
0: find it. So the backup is Hank Pladsen. Um, I'm curious to see if they go, if they just put Pladsen in there or if they try to, uh, maybe work the other top two linebackers which is uh justice rogers and Dylan sherman uh in those two spots you know maybe put rogers in at that that will yeah i would think rogers would be the put, rogers the, would be the, the, yeah. the choice and rogers yeah. did uh, did start at mike so he he's the yeah. heir apparent there to peyton pleure it appears
1: they have which is they great. have they have in the mix at mike as well
0: yeah i don't know that he played that much it was hard to tell i don't with guys i don't rec- i don't like recall that. him playing yeah. much
1: i don't because I feel like he would have stood out a little bit. Yeah. but You know who
0: did play in the fourth quarter and did stand out quite a bit was true freshman Travion Brown wearing the wide receiver number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was all over the place. And so I wonder if, um, you know, I think it probably depends a bit on Woods' prognosis. You know, I don't know if their plan with Brown was to, you know, play him a handful of games and then, you know, just kind of and then take the red yeah. shirt from there. Yeah. Um, You know, because he was, uh, he didn't come on the field until the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, I assume that, you know, they were not planning, they're not planning on making him a a featured member of either, you know, special teams or, or whatever, but, you know, he did look awfully good. If Woods is out for some length of time, if the prognosis is not great, um, I do wonder if they might take him and, and work him in. I can't imagine them them starting him right now, but um, I do wonder if he maybe moves up into that rotation because he, he did look awfully good, and his number yeah. was super confusing to the terrible Pac-12 network announcers, and that was sort of funny too.
1: Well, on a, as an aside on that, um... Uh, Ray Buford Jr., the cornerback for New Mexico State, were number one, and so did Jason Huntley, the running back for New Mexico State. And Glenn, on the first several times that Huntley had the ball, called him Buford Jr., <laughs> so so nobody's perfect. Um, even the best. Even, even the, the best. best. But, yeah, yeah, definitely um, Brown was all over. He's big kid, um, and uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely a different size-wise, different build than uh, – and uh yeah what we got in there I mean, now but
0: let's say woods is out for 4 to 6 weeks how does that does that change your thought or feeling about the defense and and what it's potentially capable of
1: definitely um i mean that that you're coming down at that point um if you're just looking at it cuz it's it's essentially at this point uh, an offseason loss like you you would you look like you'd be you know you're, if you if if you look at it in, in the the totality of things uh you're you're down now you're Probably two best returning defensive players. And, uh, because of, you know, the loss of Thompson and uh, and then you you add Woods on top of that. Right. More experienced guys, playmaking guys. Um, it's because really Woods, his explosiveness is what makes him so good and so different. His ability to hit hard, his ability to track, to close gaps in a hurry, his ability to blitz. Um, it's, uh, it's not, you know, is that his athleticism? It's just, uh, I, it, it's tough to replace, yeah. um, especially with his now experience that he has. And so, no, it's definitely, I, I, I think right, the defense will be worse, and it, it does scare you a little bit because the defense is already in question, um, and then you take away the defense's probably best player, and, and then it's, you know, that then. Then it, it it it's just concerning, yeah. especially in such an important you know an important position where we don't really have uh, an obvious um, replacement. But yep. you know, um, who knows? Uh, we'll see what the other guys you know um, go. Hopefully, we we don't notice it. And but most of all, hopefully, uh, Jihad Woods is not out four to six weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the hope. I mean, obviously, we won't know until he comes back. So. Uh,
1: yeah but, we'll get we'll get you know theo and kook fan will probably say like well he was at practice but he was you know in a sling or in a you know whatever
0: yeah we tend not to get as many of those during the season though that's cause true because you could get black they get in, they black get in trouble for that kind of stuff so i don't know we you know i'm sure there'll be some chatter that shows up on message boards but yeah anyway
1: but yeah, so overall, um, that's kind of the big downer on the the game that otherwise was pretty fun. Um, I'll say as the one of the things that impressed me the most was the student crowd. I don't know if you could see it or feel it on TV at all, but they showed up. That uh, at kickoff, the student section was full, which never happens on Labor Day weekend. <laughs> no, never happens in non-conference play. Now I'm I'm saying never as in not since I was in school. Um, when we were coming off of you know uh, a Rose Bowl and stuff, and when you had to you know if you wanted good seats, you had to wait in line for hours and all that. Um, but obviously, it's not been like that. But I think finally the culture with the students have ch- has changed. Um, uh, someone pointed out to me on Twitter, you know, like if you're if you're a senior right now, or even a even a fifth year senior, like you wouldn't like a, 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 just a regular student. You wouldn't know a losing WSU team, right? And you wouldn't know a non-bowl WSU team, right? Like you, and and you're coming off an 11-win season. Like yeah. I, I think the finally after the damage it took during the Wolf era, like the culture has changed. Um, it's so, because they were coming out and they were they were yelling and screaming right on New Mexico state's first possession. Like they were loud on every down. They were, they were into it. It wasn't just, they were there to be there. Like they were there now they did leave at halftime, but honestly it's a, it a seven o'clock game and it's yeah. 35 to seven. They, they can go have fun, whatever. Sure. I don't care. Um, and it was hot in that stadium. Like, yeah. and I can imagine he was even hotter in the student section, completely jam packed. Um,
0: it was funny because I was watching the game with a friend and he was, he, uh, it was, you know late in the third quarter and they they did a shot of the crowd and he's like is it always that empty and i was like hey 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 earlier in the game <laughs> that place was full hey you just weren't paying attention when they showed the crowd earlier in the game but I, I was like yes after halftime they tend to go get their night started i mean
1: it wasn't you know it was twenty seven thousand people there were a lot of empty seats on the alumni area for yeah, sure but yeah. um there was i mean that's given not that bad though given that there's three games in september and all that and um, the cra- and
0: the opponent was terrible and, the pro- and the it's labor day terrible. weekend like yep. all of those things usually mean 20 ish thousand people the, and there uh, was just around coleman
1: there was there was buzz man it was like it was it was definitely the most like exciting home opener um in the the this is the uh fifth year i've had season tickets and that's the most exciting home opener since in that time um so it's just it, it was just people were buzzing in Pullman. There was this like confidence that we have you know yeah um yeah it like when they when they were you know i i got there early enough to see like all the intro stuff because actually the game ended up starting at 7 10 not seven o'clock um so i actually got there i was trying to get there 10 minutes early so i got there 20 minutes early but they did all the when they announced the starters and that's when i saw Roderick fisher was starting but man when anthony gordon they announced his name people screaming yelling super excited so people are paying attention um they like people know what's going on they're into the program the students are into the program and that's super important um not just now but going forward because we kind of had a lost generation of of football fan students um, which we could talk about probably on a later podcast, but um, but yeah, it seems like it's back. Like football is a thing now again for the students. Like it's an important thing when when you have the student section full for w- one of the goddamn worst teams in the country. Yeah, like it, it's it's now it's for them. It's about going to the football game. It's about the Cougs. It's not about who the Cougs are playing anymore. Where maybe even and even last year it was more about who the Cougs were playing, but I think. Um, maybe the fun how fun last year was Um, and we can thank some of that for Gardner Minshew but like how fun last year was the winnings fun but then they also were super fun in the process of winning because obviously there was a lot of winning in the years before too but um, it's finally it seems to have turned and it's really cool and uh, yeah I'm 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 pretty happy I think it's going to be a really fun season going to the games because like it's it's so much more electric when the students are just are into it and they're there. And, um, I'm really excited for that. So yeah, yeah. All yeah. in all it was a, it was a, it was a fun, uh, time not to rub it in Jeff, but it was, it was, it <laughs> sounds like you wouldn't have been, uh, yeah, it's up probably for it anyway.
0: good that I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. wouldn't have had that good of a time. So,
1: but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty great. Um, uh, you know, I was tailgating with, uh, Preston and Brian and, and, uh, we were, we were having fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, um, I'm excited. I'll be back back next Saturday as well. Um, All right. Ho- hopefully, it's a few degrees cooler. Uh, I've never felt like I would. I was gonna like I. I was. We were having to like everyone was chasing shade. I was definitely, you know, parking in shade and yeah. How stuff, hot how was it during
0: stuff? the during the afternoon tailgate?
1: I mean, it's roughly, it was about 90, but then you're also sitting on cement. Right, right. (laughs) So it was, and it was a little humid too, like more humid than Eastern Washington usually gets. So, um, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a little humid, a little hot. And then, you know, it was about 75, 80 when game time started, but you know, there's people around you right right up next to you. So it feels a lot hotter. So it was definitely like the hottest football game I've been to in a long time at Martin. Um, but yeah, and it, plus it was a really extended tailgating period because it's a seven PM game. Yep, that'll always get uh, you
0: too because you're like, what time should I start tailgating? And especially first game of the year, you're excited to start tailgating. Well, then you know, like, let's start tailgating at noon or one or something like. And then like you're about two hours deep and you're like, this might have been a mistake. Probably. Yeah, my start dad and I,
1: my dad and I got into town about like we we had a late start from Yakima. We got in town about twelve thirty. And then just dropped our stuff at the hotel and, and um, then drove up and parked. And finally, so the lady was like, it's the first game. But I just want to make sure you know you can't leave your car now. It's like, no worries. You can't move your car. You can't bring it back if you move it. I was like, it's okay. I've, I'm, I know. Like, I've it's done fine. this before. Yeah, I've done this before. Uh, but I know I understand why they do it because it, it, it could be someone's first year having a part, you know, a, right. a, a, a lot pass and, you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we just kind of... You know, we went to, we tried to go to the Coug for lunch, but the Coug was packed. Um, you know, you get, if you want lunch, you actually have to have a table and, and that, that can be hard to find at the Coug yes. on a game day. But Valhalla, you know, that was a nice nice spot, air conditioning, yep. had a nice burger and fries and, uh, and I'm a sure beer. sure they had
0: the garage doors open.
1: Uh, No, they had had air conditioning. So that the air conditioning. Yeah, they had air conditioning. It was not a garage door day. It was too hot for that. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, but yeah, you know, we uh, we did our you know normal ritual, go to the bookie, and then probably started tailgating around one thirty one or two. So it was Mm -hmm. it was a nice long tailgate. Um. But yeah, so uh, Marbella tailgating, obviously following other games around the country. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the most important one for Pac-12 notoriety and hope was uh oregon uh, oregon and auburn Ugh. and oregon very much especially while we were going into the game was looking like they were going to take care of business yeah. up 20 21 6 at one point yeah uh but man <laughs> um, i actually I actually you know uh, i was streaming the end of it on my phone in martin stadium uh like while auburn was doing the final winning drive <laughs> i had it up on my phone so so uh, LTE has definitely improved in uh, Pullman. I used to never be able to do that. That's impressive. Um, actually. Yeah. So I was streaming on ESPN on on uh, you know, on four uh, G LTE um, the the end of that game, and that was pretty disappointing. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, uh, some fans maybe be like, "Oh, screw Oregon," but no, honestly, I'm not. <laughs> the, the, the 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 Notoriety of the Pac-12, like the 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 overall uh, uh, kind of. Uh, um, opinion of the Pac-12 is a big reason why WSU was left out of uh, a near six bowl last year. Yep. So, um, and honestly, the most important that that Oregon Auburn game is the most important game for the Pac-12 in uh, for the whole in, season. For the whole season, it, that, it, there's no other game. There's no other game.
0: I mean, maybe USC Notre Dame Stanford Notre Dame, but those are well. I know the Stanford Notre Dame game is later in the season. I don't. I well, yes, and, know if yeah, and, and so later, it's but,
1: you, you're not going to get this boost. Like it's the early season games are where you get the boost,
0: right? It's because the narrative gets set unless you're the SEC when half your conference loses to terrible teams, and then it just doesn't matter. But
1: oh, I will say so on the SEC point, One of my most fun from one of the best times of the entire day outside of just watching the Cougs roll over New Mexico State. We went after the game, we go back to uh to BA's trailer and we 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 got ESPN on and uh Scott Van Pelt did a, a segment where he just went over the three the SEC teams that were heavily favored that totally blew it. Yep. South Carolina um, Tennessee, Tennessee and Missouri. Missouri. Yep. Yeah. So, so that was, we were just, uh, we were, we were drunk. We're chanting SEC the whole time. Uh, ironically, (laughs) of course, but, but, you know, so we're, we're, that was probably one of the most fun. We were, we were pretty right. That was just one of the most fun little things. So it was nice to see that like someone like, you know, like Van Pelt acknowledges, like, look, uh, and he even made a point to say like, this is what happened. Like, Obviously, the top of the conference is really good, but this is what the the middle and the bottom is. Um, and even I would think like Missouri is not the bottom; they're more the middle. And uh, yeah, but, but it's you know it, it, that this is what they are. And it, it's kind of interesting to think like the every loss that the Pac-12 takes is scrutinized and and seen as 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 more evidence that the Pac-12 right. is a mess and doesn't isn't isn't good. Um, but of course the, in the sec, there's never that sort of analysis. Um, if, 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 you know, if, if someone goes to Tennessee later and gets a win, it'll still be seen as an sec win, not a win over a team that, that lost to Georgia state at home, you know, so
0: (laughs) ultimately the narrative gets set by the top of your conference. And you can see that everywhere, right? You know, the Big 12 was not a good conference last year, uh, but Oklahoma was so damn good that, okay, the the Big 12 is fine, right? Uh, the ACC, really not a good conference last year, but Clemson was so damn good. It's like, okay, so, you know, if you can hang with Clemson, you're probably. I mean, if you don't have, you know, the gorillas at the top, um, that's where you really suffer. And, and Pac 12 hasn't had one. Not in, ha- in years. Hasn't had.
1: With the exception of uh, UW and maybe Washington, like yeah, like
0: three years ago. Uh, But
1: yeah, Washington has suffered, um, you know, losses um, in in this, you know, the 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 next couple years that kind of knocked them out of the national conversation. Um, Obviously, uh, WSU last year um, uh, losing to USC kind of was ultimately. Um, what knocked him out of the conversation throughout the year? Because um, we we saw them hold at eight for multiple weeks, despite continuing to win. Yeah. So um, even after a sixty-nine to yeah. twenty-eight win, score sixty-nine so, points and yeah. don't uh, don't move at all. It you know, sort 30, of like, 31 to seven win on the yeah. road. You know, like stuff like that, and they don't. The, they die, is even budge. Yeah. the yeah. die is yeah. cast. Yeah. So, yeah. point. So so uh, we see that because obviously WSU, um, you know, that the Wyoming like started the season really slowly and they, so they, they ended up being a 6 and 6 team but like uh they the so but winning no one has any respect for even we, we may know the difficulties of like going to laramie and and all this stuff but nationally no one gives a crap about beating a midwest right. or a mountain west team on the road um so it's really it's it's the big boys against the big boys and then that was, was Oregon and Auburn and Oregon yeah um, didn't do it, uh, you know, despite their golden boy quarterback and, uh, uh, who put up 21 whole points. Yep. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it was disappointing. Like it was just disappointing. Um, I'm sure it's most disappointing for Oregon fans. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, that part um, doesn't make me sad that that part doesn't make me sad, but like, but, it, but you know, that's, it, it, it's nice, but it was nice not to be UW the one that you that ne- that needs to get the win. Yeah, like like I know some some Kook fans hold us almost as much ire for Oregon as UW, which I don't. I but, don't either. Um, they are fun to beat because they're Oregon, yes. but I don't. I have no problem like rooting for them for the sake of the conference. Sure. Obviously, like I was more than happy to see UW lose to Auburn last year. Um, but, and UWs to Alabama in the playoff and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but, but, but Oregon, I definitely want them to win that game. I want them to be ranked higher all season and, uh, maybe be a top 10 team when we potentially beat them in Eugene. Um, so it's, you know, it's, uh, and it, they still could a, be, a, they, you still, know, they mean, still, you know honestly, if, if they went like, I mean, you you're lose on jump.
0: a, basically a hail Mary, right yeah. on right. the, well, technically not on the road, but on the road, Um, you know, they're going to play Nevada, Montana, then Stanford, Cal, Colorado, and then they've got UW and us back to back. So, you know, if they go on a little run here before we get to them, they they could definitely climb back up into that area. I can't imagine they're going to drop all that much. I mean, they may drop, you know, four or five spots, but they're certainly not going to fall all the way out of the top 25 or anything. And um, it's probably going to be a little while before they lose a game again. Uh, Stanford's probably the toughest one, but watching Stanford against Northwestern, that didn't, <laughs> that didn't make me think Stanford was all that good. Yeah, uh, unfortunately
1: we had some problem with the, uh, the, the, all the, um, the, the local channels were not coming in. So oh, no, we were, we were stuck with what, even like I was at Valhalla and that was happening, um, like, cause people were asking them to put on Stanford. Yeah.
0: Well, that wasn't working. So other so, yeah, so, other, I was gonna say other than Oregon. The conference had a 17 to seven. Yeah, I watched most of that game. It was pretty terrible. Um, It was again like
1: KJ Costello anointed one. Yeah, he got
0: he took a total cheap shot at the end of the first half. Uh, Uh, Dude, uh, nonsense. Dude hit him. He was sliding. Dude came in, forearm shiver to the head and then to the throat. Um, It it was it it was a super cheap shot. So um, I don't think he came back after that. And uh, so Stanford, you know, they relied on their running game, which which was okay. Uh, you know, Northwestern's offense looked like complete and total trash. Um, you know, they, they were fine. And, and I think the big thing was, you know, the conference other than, you know, Oregon losing was bad. Uh, not bad, but but certainly not helpful. Right. Um, Arizona losing to Hawaii, you know, whatever. I mean, Arizona's going to be bad. But everybody else, you know, more or less did what they were supposed to. UCLA lost to Cincinnati, okay, whatever. Like, like we know UCLA is probably going to be bad again. But, you know, Utah, everybody else more or less inv- avoided an embarrassing loss. You know, Utah beat BYU. Arizona State took care of Kent State. Colorado whipped Colorado State. Uh, Oregon State lost to Oklahoma State, but, you know, you expect that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Washington whipped Eastern, and even Cal pulled away from UC Davis eventually. That was uh, – that yeah. was hairy for yeah. A that was hairy for a while, and I was—I'll admit—that was one where I was kind of rooting for the Aggies. It was like, uh, oh, definitely, definitely. Like, hey, you know, hey,
1: once once you're in the loss to an FCS club, yes, you kind of want to see everyone else like, lose FCS teams. Yeah,
0: Everybody in the club, let's go! <laughs>
1: yeah, like, come on, everyone, join us! Yeah. Like, like come on, this, let's get in. Let's yeah. I, 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 well, I it, was think... a, it was the
0: same thing. I was watching Iowa State, right? Iowa State was playing Northern Iowa, and I was like, right. I was like, come on, game lose, of the day, lose this game, you know? And, and then, of course, they didn't because Northern Iowa's coach is a moron and didn't. Because he go for two. two. Well, it's like you're ha- you're gonna have to go for two on the next possession, so what do you anyway whatever you know people have probably talked that to death already but yeah it was you know it's college football right it's what we uh you know as i wrote about it's kind of what we love about it there you know crazy shit happens and coaches do inexplicable things and players do inexplicable things and you know it just uh it just is what it is and and we just sit around and enjoy it all day and um even though like i said i didn't didn't get to go to Pullman i had a pretty good day sitting around watching football it's it quite a good time
1: yeah so basically the the Pac twelve schedule um would have been an A if Oregon won. Yeah. But it's it's a D because Oregon didn't. Yeah, win. <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's that's <laughs> yeah. kinda what it comes down to. That's that's what it is. Um yeah, uh we uh probably should take a break.
0: Yeah, let's just finish it off. Let's just finish it off.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Um, should we make fun of
0: Chad Brown briefly?
1: Let's let's briefly okay. So um even at the game. You know, on Twitter, I was seeing this like the analyst is calling us, calling us the Huskies over, over and, and over, over
0: and over. Oh, my gosh. You got so one was, job, dude. You got so one job.
1: He has been um, to his credit. He uh, he has been. Uh, he's been contrite. Um, yeah, contrite. You're, you're better with words than I. Yeah, you? he's
0: been contrite.
1: He said, I'd like to apologize to all Washington State Cougars, in all caps. Yeah, all caps. This is on Twitter, of course. <laughs> Listening to the broadcast right. last night, I got a case of the verbal yips and said Huskies a few times when I meant to say Cougars. I attended no disrespect. Like most They never teams, do.
0: They never do. Go ahead. This is funny.
1: Like most teams, I'll get better from game one to game two. Uh, you're getting paid, dude. These teams yeah. are getting paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand the feelings about this. It's one thing to call a team the wrong name. It's quite another when you call them their in-state rival. Exactly, dude. Especially when it happens to us all the goddamn time. We all, I, I think, I, I'm, I don't know if you remember it, Jeff, when uh, Tony Bennett was got the Coach of the Year Award and it was oh, on yeah. CBS and he was being oh, awarded the award. And right the little logo next to his name was the UW logo. It's yep. like, are you fucking kidding yep. me? Um, but he says, uh, that was bad and I hope it never happens again. You hope? You hope. It better never happen again. Dude. I hope. Frankly, I'm embarrassed. Good, um, As you and should, should be. be. And that's what he said. And should be. And I hope I'm allowed back on campus again. Uh, no one knows who you are. So. <laughs> it's like it's fine. No one would have known who you are if you didn't make the mistake in the first place. Yeah. We, we were. It's funny. Um, I saw Chad Brown, and I immediately thought Chad Davis. And oh, and I was Chad. talking to BA later in the day, and he he said the same thing. He's like, "Wait, Chad da- Like the Coug? And I was like, no, no, Chad Brown. And I think it's confusing because yeah, he played yeah. for the Seahawks. So yeah. like it's like, uh no, it's like, oh no, the Seahawks guy. Yeah. The Steelers Seahawks guy yep. went to UC Boulder. Yep. Um when they were in the Big Twelve. Yep. Or whatever the conference was back then. Yeah. Um But yeah, so so yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. On of all networks, Pac Twelve Network. Network Uh Pac-12, your your yeah. analyst can't get one of the Pac twelve teams nicknames right. So uh yeah that's well the whole production
0: was a clown show too i mean that's 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 the other part that's frustrating you know it's like come on like you want you want people to take this seriously and then you you know you're you're screwing up names you're screwing up uh mascots you're uh you know you're telling a story about roderick fisher while we're scoring a 55 yard touchdown it's like You know, I just, whatever, man, it's, it is what it is. And we're all just, we're pretty much left to just make fun of it at this point. But, you know, obviously they, uh, you know, they're breaking new guys in. You've got, you know, Chad Brown. I don't think he's been on the network before, has he?
1: I don't think so. I think this is his first game. Like, I think
0: this is legit his first game. So, so, you know, ranked WSU, you know, you send out a guy to do his very first game to get the name wrong. and Yeah, one uh, of the five ranked teams in the conference. One of your ranked teams and... Yay. So whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So oh, by the
1: amazing. way, ranked WSU and we might move up.
0: Yeah. Well we should move up. I mean I don't know. It's I'm so not, funny, like I not looking it, at I was the thinking rankings.
1: about it and I haven't even thought about like I thought about when we were ranked when it came out, but I was like, I'm gonna watch the ranked cougs again. Like I'm just getting too used to this. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean I you think
0: know, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I mean I think there's a chance we move up a spot or two. You know, Syracuse and Iowa State are right in front of us. We were basically... Well, you could get...
1: So, here's the thing. Like, I, I, the, the people were impressed, like, beyond the WSU sphere of Anthony Gordon's stat line. Yep. Like, people were gener- genuinely impressed. Like, holy shit. Yep. Like, Mike, it doesn't matter who Mike Leach has at quarterback, yep. is basically what they're saying. Right. Um, which suck like no 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 it does matter. Right. Anthony Gordon is it's not totally knows true, what he's doing. but it's kind of true. Yeah, I mean we saw in we've seen in the past that it does matter a little bit. Right. Well, especially it, when a guy is new picking it up. But Gordon is not. People probably are assuming he is, but he is not. He has done a, a ten thousand reps. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I saw a lot of like because at, at halftime people are still awake because you know it's just about. It, i mean it was oh one more thing let's get into this so okay so the predictions i believe you picked 60 to 7 so i was close you were damn close so dude. close the game time though we were however way off
0: on the game time um, which I, I am so thankful for
1: i am so thankful dude we, it was second half was about to start and it was 840 yeah i was like what it was brisk so I'm, I'm trying to i have the i have the box score up but i just want to get the uh it's only um, a shade three over three minutes three hours. and four seconds three yeah. minutes and four three hours and four, four minutes. minutes yeah yeah and i I believe you said four hours and yeah. five and i said <laughs> i I said three hours and fifty, yeah, oh, I was so happy like yeah. when we were down at the tailgate afterwards i'm like I thought we 'd still be in the stadium right yeah. now this is like free time right yeah. here this is amazing, like so that was great um I think I think like New Mexico slowed down quite a bit um because we were consistently moving the ball that kept the clock running. Yeah, they definitely uh, slowed down in the second half. We did. We only got, I think, uh, 11 real possessions and 12 with the kneel down. Yeah, and we were actually
0: so, moving pretty quick with yeah. Gordon. And then in the fourth yeah, quarter – Yeah, you didn't
1: see the um, – I mean, it's New Mexico State. I, I'm sure against uh, better defenses you'll see more of the pre-snap stuff.
0: Probably, but we were snapping um, but, but you it didn't with see fifteen, as, sixteen seconds yeah, you, on the clock.
1: You weren't seeing like, like we've seen in our offense a lot. It's less than five seconds yep. snap. Yep. Like people think it's, it's
0: definitely not a hurry up offense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but but yeah, that was that was very nice. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, just just past ten when we we're walking out of that stadium, uh, we stayed till the end. My dad and I stayed to the end. Like I, I was just hoping for we were we were out for blood. We wanted more. <laughs> we wanted more points. We needed a couple uh, more
0: touchdowns, man.
1: But yeah, man, I'm excited. Like it was, it was a good way to start the season. Yeah, uh, it 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 was fun to just beat the goddamn piss out of someone. Yes, it was, um, and to do it and- so
0: like. Just convincingly, and I know that I mean beating the piss out of somebody is probably going to always be convincing, but to do it with explosive, do it plays, early, yeah, to, do, to do, do it early with explosive plays uh, within the offense, right? Like it's, it yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't broken, it wasn't pick sixes, it wasn't, you know, somebody broke eighteen tackles, it, you know, yeah, I mean, they scored fifty
1: eight points with, they had two, they did, they had two turnovers deep in the territory. Um, but 58 points. It was uh, a yeah. like 600 plus yards. It was their yep. most yards since uh, 2016. Cal, yeah. Um, which when they scored, I think 59 or something in that game. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, still cross our fingers. Drop 70 against North Carolina, Colorado next yep. week. Um, but uh, yeah, o- overall, I- I'm happy. I'm stoked. I'm. I mean, you know, it's just a. It's a good time to be a Coug, and uh, um, I w- I'm excited to watch Anthony Gordon sling it around, man.
0: Yeah, he's going to be fun. I just hope that finger thing doesn't linger. They didn't seem too concerned about it uh, on the sideline after the game, but yeah, you never want to mess with a guy's throwing hand, man.
1: Nope, nope. All right, man. Okay. Um, thank you for toughing this out <laughs> with your flu.
0: Dude, I am uh, I am nothing if, if not a gamer.
1: If, 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 if you listen to all this... Give a subscribe and a five-star review right. just for Jeff doing this with the flu. That's right. And please, in the comment, mention that Jeff <laughs> did the the entire podcast <laughs> with the flu. I did it with the flu. And also, movie. Jeff, I'm really glad we do this remotely.
0: Yeah, yeah. You do not want to be in the same room with me, right? All my children are off at grandparents' houses. They they were out for the weekend anyway. Like, they're just kind of hanging out. But they were uh, at least one of them was supposed to come home today. And uh, it was like, maybe you could keep them one more night while we whatever this thing is works its way through. So
1: all right. Well I just finished my crowler, so Good man. Um I think think it's a good time to
0: uh end this thing. So go go cougs, man. Go coups, Craig.